Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to an all new episode of Dirtcast. I am your co host, Megan Reynolds. And I'm the other co host, Madeline <laughs> Davies. This week, we will be sitting down with Jezebel's senior writer, Rich Jezwiak, to talk about the continued ascension of gross out reality TV shows of the vaguely medical variety Dr. Pimple Popper, Botched. Trauma, Life in the ER, and many others. It used to sort of aspire to this standard of beauty, but now I think the very obvious plastic surgery is like a status symbol in itself. So, I mean, I think the, the happy note is like no one's going to be watching it, you yeah. know? This yeah. is like an easy way to, uh, to, like, to learn get about in. it. Yeah. Or learn. I going to use loose quotes around that. Right. And uh, you don't have to see anything gross. Yeah, you don't have to see anything disgusting, which is helpful. But before we do that, Maddie, how are you? I took my cats to the vet yesterday. How'd it go? It was booster Booster time. time? Nice. One of them, like, chews his own nails. Which one? Carl. Orange or not orange? orange. Carl the orange cat. He, like, chews his own nails off and, like, had, like, infected his own toe. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay. For the most part, they were like, did you guys try to cut his nails? Right. And we were like, no, we wouldn't, like, I don't know, because it was, like, really bad. Oh, gotcha. Oh, no. Um, he really would not let us even try. Mm-hmm. But the good news of all of this is that the gray tabby, Lenny, mm-hmm. he has a chronic boner problem. Yeah, we've we've discussed his, <laughs> his, uh, his dong. Yes. It's weird. He's neutered. But the slightest bit of stimulation, just, like, petting him on the head mm, just or, like, boop. you know, his back— he just, like, will just bolt towards the nearest blanket. To get at, work it out. And then I'll just, like, really fuck it. Yep. Um, <laughs> cool. That's good. And so the vet tech was like, do you have any any other questions? And I was like, yeah, just, like. It's a casual cue. Yeah, I was like, just wondering, like, about his, like, chronic boner situation. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, some cats just are really easily stimulated. That's and true. Uh, she's like, maybe he's just a horny little dude. Oh, that's nice. That's how she put it. That's his official diagnosis. So. Yes, his diagnosis is just a horny little dude. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> can I tell you the grossest part of all of Please. it? Please. Like when I'm going to bed, mm. when I'm like covering myself up, mm-hmm. I just like want him to finish quickly because then he finally lays still. <laughs> 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 and so there's this like – Oh, my God. This unwilling dance we do where mm. he'll, like, put his paws on me. No, no, And sir. then I scooch away. No, and no. And then he puts his paws on no, me. No, no. And then I scooch away. And then I'm finally just, like, 
just fucking do it. Just like whatever you're going to do, just do it. You know, like women everywhere. Am I right? Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and now, alrighty. But I just, I'm like, just stop. Just like, just wrap it up. Yeah. So that like, I'm we tired. can all go to bed. Everyone here wants to sleep. We're just waiting for you. Yes. To so finish. I know it's disgusting, it's okay. but also it is my lot in life <laughs> currently. It is. Anyway, Megan, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm great. This weekend, one of my many sisters adopted the cutest puppy in the world. We're just on like pet cast. Yeah, pet cast. Her name is Mimi. She is a Chiweenie, which is a Chihuahua and a Dachshund. I just don't like the name Chiweenie. A Chiweenie. A Chiweenie, whatever. I just, she's a dog. She's very cute. Megan, show me a picture. Mm. She has like big Dobby ears. Yeah, she's got big ears like Dobby. One falls down more than the other. She's already torn apart a Wubba and part of a squeaky sheep that looks like lamb chop. What is a Wubba? A Wubba is like this weird, like, it has a rubber ball in the middle of it and it's squeaky. And then it's got like, like it looks like a bunny. Okay. And then it has like tentacles. So they like, you can like play with them like that. I believe the Wubba is deceased as of now. Um, R.I.P. That's enough of uh, animal chat, uh, a recurring feature that everyone wants. Uh, (laughs) I think we can get on to the stuff that people actually do desire, which is the dirtiest dirt. The dirtiest dirt of the week. It's the time to get a little bit dirty. Mm. Here's a story that I think is crazy. Truly the weirdest story of the week. Let's let's set the scene. Elon Musk is dating Grimes. Yes. A strange pairing. Yes. Elon Musk is, you know, the man with spaceships and things. Tesla. Tesla. Grimes is a musician. As you described as his tiny vampire girlfriend. His small vampire girlfriend. Um, she is a musician. This story also involves the rapper slash personality, Azalea Banks. Apparently, Azalea Banks was at Elon Musk's house this past weekend because she was going to record music with Grimes, which is something that she has been talking about for a while. She was Instagram storying like a lot of her time there. She was basically making it seem like neither Elon Musk or Grimes necessarily was there. So she was just there, just like she made it sound like she was like trapped, trapped in his home. Because she compared it to sort of like a get out situation. And then she also said that Elon Musk tweets while he's on acid. Uh all just like strange things to just sort of Put out, there, put out there in a way. I mean, but Azalea Banks loves to put things out there. Yes. Is like the kindest way of saying it, I think. She's a bit of a, a shit stirrer. Yeah, she's a shit stirrer. Um, so she she did a bunch of Instagram stories. They were all very wild. Jezebel's sister site Gizmodo, the tech blog, reached out to Elon on Twitter DMs to sort of corroborate like, what the fuck, like, did this actually happen? Elon's response was essentially, I don't know her. Like, yeah. literally, and then also probably in the larger sense, which is also crazy. She made some more Insta stories. She's talking about colonialism. She was talking about uh, saying many rude things about the way Elon Musk looks. At one point, I believe she said it looks like he has pork skin. I mean, to be fair, I feel like we all kind of have pork skin. True. Grimes, too, her whole... <laughs> Her whole thing is so weird because she's like this Canadian 
you know, weird techno artist. Music person. Um, right. <laughs> music, music person. Music person. That's the nicest thing. I believe the word is musician. Interesting. I'm curious. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> um, she's kind of been known as for being like a leftist and very, like, like you know, un- pro-union and like. She just is like very um, anti-establishment is mm-hmm. how I will put it. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, however, has like donated to Republican causes mm-hmm. and that type of thing. She defended that saying mm-hmm. that all space programs have had to donate to Republicans at a certain point. Right. Here's what Grimes said to defend Elon. Mm. Every aerospace company has to donate to Republicans in order to function. In fact, most major companies across the board do in some capacity. It's the price of doing business in America. E donates way more money, like absurdly more, to environmental causes. I don't think she's entirely wrong and that I do think most yeah. big corporations have probably donated to True. Republicans at certain points. True. And then she also said, literally tried to instigate a union vote so y'all would lay off. Um, (laughs) Okay, thanks. uh, And then a few months ago, she said that Musk never prevented Tesla workers from unionizing. But she deleted that tweet. Oh, boy. I just love the Elon Musk uh, grime memes. Keep them coming, everybody. It's a fun relationship. Who knows how long it will last. I don't think they're going to do a song together also. Not anymore. No. It seems like this weekend ruined any chance of that. Dang. Another Um, working relationship is destroyed. (laughs) This is a sad little item, but it's like cautiously optimistic. On Monday, it was reported that Aretha Franklin had fallen gravely ill, according— She asked for everyone's prayers. She asked for everyone's prayers as of— Tuesday, which is when this is being recorded, her family is saying that she is fine, that she's watching TV, that she's laughing. Like, don't worry about it. I have something controversial to say. Okay, I'm ready. I don't really, like, worry that much about elderly people dying. Mm. I mean, I don't mean that in a way of, like, I don't give a shit. No, totally. But I mean, like, to me, it's like when you shuffle from this mortal coil, Mm -hmm. that's fine. It's true. You know, and it's like, what a great life lived. Yeah, I'm not hoping that no, Aretha no, this Franklin is not. dies. <laughs> let's put that. Let's make that crystal clear. I just have a hard time fretting mm. over that. Yeah, and that goes like for my own grandparents, probably. Sure. Where it's not like again, it's not. I wouldn't be sad. No, of course. But I do think it's weird to see people be like, "Our world can't exist without this person." Yeah. I mean, it will. It will be a great loss. She is an extra—I mean, for many reasons. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, what an insane legacy. Yeah. And we're, like, talking about her like she did die. But right. she she's didn't. Still, she's still alive. She is still alive. And she's in my prayers. And she is also in my prayers. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Brad Pitt and Angelina divorce 
has been going on for what I feel is my entire life, but I think it's only been like two years. Yeah, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, it's getting messy. I mean, it got messy real early on. It was messy from the jump, but I think it sort of quieted down a little bit because they were both like, we want this to be like a private affair and like, we're not going to like do this thing where we do our divorce like in public. And then that went away because one of them switched divorce lawyers. One of them? There was a divorce lawyer change out. It was Laura Wasser. Angie had Laura Wasser. Yes. So she's got, I think she's got a new divorce lawyer. And this, for some reason, is making this entire thing become like a prolonged, messy, like first page of like Us Weekly TMZ shit like every single day. I mean, it was bound to be. Yeah, there is no way this was going to be resolved quietly, I don't think. Also, Laura Wasser quit. Oh, she quit. She quit. Which is saying something. Yeah. This is from page six. Okay. Jolie's filing this past week in Los Angeles Superior Court accused Pitt of being an alleged deadbeat dad. Okay. Having paid no meaningful child support okay. since their separation in 2016. Cool. Jolie is asking Brad to pay 50% of the children's expenses, claiming he has not paid his share. Pitt fired back in legal papers that he had, in fact, loaned Jolie $8 million to buy her new home oh and paid $1.3 million in bills for her and her kids. Oh, my God. Then a new lawyer for Jolie, Samantha Blay, mm-hmm. Samantha Blay DeGene, mm. sniffed in a statement, a loan is not child support, and to represent it as such is misleading and inaccurate. I want to say, like, someone is going to have to, like, capitulate eventually and just agree. There's, But it's there's no thing, to, there's not, like, one central thing that they're arguing over. Necessarily. Sounds like child support. I mean, then <laughs> someone just has to do it. I'm, this is, it's bad for them. It's bad for their kids. I can't even be like riveted necessarily by like messy celebrity divorce shit because I just think it's like awful. Just like resolve it as quietly as humanly possible for the children. Yeah. It's interesting from like a tabloid level because you can definitely see what tabloids are like being fed what by whose team. Yeah. Yeah. Where totally. It's like, I like think, a media analysis level. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like you can tell that like, I don't know, probably in touch or, you know, that type of thing. A mm-hmm. lot of them like clearly are getting stuff from Brad's team because yeah. a lot of the stuff is really pro-Brad. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see it kind of go the other way. Right. I don't know. There was that weird incident on the plane where Brad oh, and yeah. their eldest son Maddox like got into like a physical altercation. Right. And he's only, what, 14, 15 he's years like, old? He's like, yeah, something like that. And I don't know. I think what it came out was that basically – Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were getting really aggressive, and Maddox, Maddox had, like, stepped in to feasibly protect his mother. Right. They're all weirdos. <laughs> They're all fucking weirdos. <laughs> they are all weirdos. That's true. I'll also say Angelina Jolie denies that Laura Wasser quit. quit. Mm. This one headline just says, meet Laura Wasser, Angelina Jolie's A-list Jewish divorce lawyer. Okay. Thank like, you. Are you so- trying to, like, marry her oh, off to fuck. somebody? Laura Wasser, she's on the market. Here you go. She's And she, like, represents everyone. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, the one you want. She's probably the most famous divorce lawyer in in H-Wood. That's what the pros call it, H-Wood. Yeah, I don't know. I think it never was going to not be messy. I think it started messy. Yeah. I think they're both way too high profile. To, To keep this, like, under wraps in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but apparently also their wine business is still booming. There, so. That's the one the one positive. Mir- what is it? Miraval? Miraval. They make an excellent rosé. It's fine, yeah. They should just like reframe succession next year to just be about like Miraval. <laughs> <laughs> and this last item is just a nice thing that I didn't know about, but I will just share with everyone anyway. Ludacris, the rapper from Atlanta, 
And he's an actor now, kind of, also. Yes. Yes. Oh, the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, so you know I've never seen any of those. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. We uh, can, mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> he's been buying people's groceries at Whole Foods for years. So what does that mean? The New York Times apparently reported on this. Ludacris just has a tendency to buy groceries for people that he's never met before at the Whole Foods. They source this by digging through some social media posts in which Ludacris is doing his own grocery shopping. And then when he's doing his grocery shopping there, he'll like buy groceries for people who also happen to be there. I think that's very nice of Ludacris. It's a little thin, but it seems like he has just been doing sort of quiet, altruistic acts just by, you know, being at a Whole Foods in Atlanta and then shopping like a regular and just buying the person next to him some shit. That's deeply nice. It's really nice. It's like one of the nicest things I can think of. I do feel like if you're shopping at Whole Foods, though, like you can afford to shop at Whole Foods. True. Maybe you buy Whole Foods for like a community center. I mean, there are ways to expand this. I am not saying that I would say no. No, certainly not. To groceries from Ludacris. And I'm also not saying that it's not a lovely gesture. Right. You're just saying like... But I guess that's why it's like low-key, right? It's just like a simple night. It's like buying coffee for the people behind you. Exactly. It's not like because then it is more, it's a more like, it's a more showy gesture to like, I mean, not, I mean, to buy en masse for like a community center or whatever. this is more like off of the top of the dome. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy that guy groceries. Yeah. Like I'm here. I'm buying like a random act of kindness. A random act of kindness. That's what we're looking for. And that's what that is. And that is. Is nice. I mean, I've really liked Ludacris since his fight with Bill O'Reilly. So yeah, that's that's a nice note to end this this dirt session. Do a random act of kindness inspired like by Ludacris. Luda. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Even though he does have a song that goes "Move, bitch, get out the way." I mean, maybe that's like, hey, people who aren't buying other people groceries. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Move, because I am. Excuse God, me. That's crazy. My high school had we did like a dance routine to that I in love like that song. a gym. Oh. In like a gym class. Oh. Was the bitch bleeped? It must have been. Like move. I guess like the radio edit was like move. And then there's Get like a the beat. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It's a great song. Very motivational, I find. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. I highly encourage everyone to spend the time that they spend after listening to this episode of Dirtcast to listening to the Ludacris. When I move, you move. <laughs> Just like that. When I move, you move. I can never get out of my head, though, the line, Watch out, my medallion, my diamonds are reckless. Looks like a midget is hanging from my necklace. Oh, yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I have hoes in different area codes. I've got hoes. I've got hoes in different area codes. Like, I remember it like being like a bummer that like our city's area code wasn't it. Yeah. It. Oh, I think I think mine was, I think, when I lived in California. It was. The closest was Milwaukee. Oh, that's nice. Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day, Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> you will have a hoe in that area that's code. That's right.
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. So joining us today to uh, discuss a topic that is near and dear to our hearts, our guts, our skin, our glands, <laughs> kind of our every part of our body, because uh, we're talking about gross medical reality shows, we have our very own Rich Juzwiak. Yeah. When I like suggested this as a topic, it was sort of just like, oh, like Dr. Pimple Popper mm-hmm. is finishing its first season. Uh, you guys have been recapping it. True. I am a fan uh, yeah. <laughs> of her YouTube videos. I see something under there. I'm just trying to slowly get it out of here. See if I can squeeze it out. I see something around one there. So you already you can already see it? Yeah. Well, it's not that deep. Thank goodness we don't have to go very far, but I'm going to just pull on you a little bit here. So I was like, oh, it'll just be easy. And then I started actually like looking in kind of like when these shows started to really happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fascinating because it's like sort of the very first one is Trauma, Life in the ER, which is a TLC show that started in 1997. What? Did you guys get a syringe, please? Summer's coming. We usually get a lot of problems in the summertime. We need to get IVs. And it ran until 2003, I want to say, or maybe it's still running. I don't know. That was kind of the first one, and that was just sort of about, like, trauma doctors in the ER. But then— I remember, like, operation footage being on before that, though. But I don't think it was, like, in a narrative context. Yeah. But I do remember seeing bodies being ripped open Mm. and— Rooted around in a medical way, in a medical way. Let's clarify. Right. Okay, great. Yeah, it's just crazy to me what it means for like our standards of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah, because you'll see something like botched, mm-hmm. where just bodies are being ripped open, yes. stuffed and unstuffed, and then they show a woman and her nipples are blurred out. Yeah, yeah you know? it's really it's fucking weird. And it's like, and you think about like sort of the standards of PG-13 where right. like bloodless violence is fine. You know, right. even like in the new Jurassic Park movie, a guy gets his arm bitten off by a dinosaur, doesn't bleed, and that's what? acceptable. So <laughs> oh my PG-13. God. Is he just like, ow. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, basically, no, yeah. my arm. Yeah, but so this, but up. somehow this, what we see on Dr. Pimple Popper, et cetera, is acceptable on television. Yeah. Like, that's okay, and that's been okay. Like, I've always, because even, because obviously cable standards are different than broadcast standards. Right. But, I, uh, but, but back in the day, cable standards were sort of more in line. You wouldn't hear yeah. people say fuck like you do right. on FX now. Right. And always, after 10 p.m. Exactly, Which is so right. jarring to me still. It's, it's so weird. I'm Motherfucker, like, it's like, what? Like, oh, <laughs> It's very it's hmm. wild. Hmm. But but so then prim. but but that but this is something that's always been acceptable on TV yeah, or it yeah. has been since sort of the dawn of cable in my estimation and I ju- and 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 you have to think if the body that's being operated or somehow irrigated were dead it would be a different story.
story too, yeah. right? Like you couldn't watch a corpse, you know. You can watch spew. like an autopsy or something. I, no, there I, I, is yeah. a reality TV show that is a that's like a medical examiner. That's oh, there is on yeah. autopsies. Bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know what they show exactly. Right. To to be you wouldn't but see it does a corpse seem like, like spewing yeah, it, it, like putrefaction. Right. Exactly. Pus. And it does. And that does seem to fall more in sort of the mondo faces of death genre of mm-hmm. things, which is very taboo in, in yeah. any sort of mainstream right. context. It's just funny, just thinking about this, it just strikes me funny in terms of like what are the socially acceptable standards and what does it even mean? Why is it okay to see this in this context but not right. that in this context? It's, it's so bizarre. I think about that all the time because there's an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Chris gets a neck lift uh-huh. and it's just like, I have like literally seen under Chris Jenner's face. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've seen like under her skin. Like that's right. how much they put themselves out oh. there. Yeah, you really shouldn't have to... Ever Ugh. look at that? No. I think I feel... it was our friend Tracy Egan Morrissey who described it as, oh, it looks like mac and cheese. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. That's wow. disgusting. Yeah. But it's like it kind of seems uh... like these shows really started rolling in the early aughts. So uh, it's yes. like early Bush years, end of the Clinton economy boom. Okay. There's kind of all of these shows that debut that are about plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first being Extreme Makeover, which uh, yes. was on ABC in 2007. And that show, at least as it started, tend to focus on people who had like abnormalities or things that were like actually making their lives difficult as mm-hmm. opposed to just being like, you want to be fucking hot. Yeah. Right. But it also was at the same time just like, you want to be fucking hot. Right. <laughs> and then I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's like a very iconic episode of True Life. Mm, totally. And it's yeah. I Want a Perfect Body, 2003. Right. Insane program. Yeah. Which is where a man got calf implants. That's right. Yes. And it is one of the most disgusting things I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, the calf implant was disgusting. It was, but also iconic. I would oh, say totally. so. Yeah. I, would I think say that kind so. of made True Life in a way. Yeah, I think so too. It's where one of the was... first episodes that people just talked about and talked about. That happened... Then The Swan debuted <laughs> on Fox, which was, I don't Jesus know if you guys remember, Christ. hosted no, by I, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky hosted The Swan? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What a time we've lived. Right. Um, which was How like are we still so, here? So, like, kind of sad, but also like, yeah, I guess get paid. I don't know. I mean, yeah. get a check. To get some How veneers else? stuffed into your mouth. They oh. all had these insane chiclet piano, veneers. Piano key <laughs> teeth. My favorite kind of tooth. <laughs> One that you can see from three blocks away where you're right. like, oh, my God, what's in there? <laughs> and I that mean, was a one that had, like, winners. The swan Well, it had a so beauty pageant at the yeah. end. Yeah. A lot of people talk about how gross that show is, but I don't know. It seems like a sort of logical conclusion given our society's oh, objectives yeah, sure. and ideals. That is certainly holding up a mirror. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. down to Monica Lewinsky. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, like any beauty pageant, really. I mean— I don't think that that's like a breeding ground for iconoclasts, but I think that like <laughs> no, those people not. learn certain skills that make sense in capitalism, as disgusting as capitalism is, you know? I mean, preach. Yeah, and and also like something I think about that is that like, I, I does do you think that like the ascent has anything to do with the idea that everybody can be beautiful or everybody is beautiful? You know, I feel like, Mm. Uh, firstly, the thing about beauty, the thing, the most attractive thing about beauty, the most exceptional thing about beauty is, in fact, that it is exceptional, that it is rare. Right, right. So 
I take issue when I hear people talking about like everybody's beautiful mm. or whatever because no, that's that's that that, that well, like the democratization of beauty doesn't it, sit right. With it, you. It's actually like everyone has something beautiful about that. Yes, but that's, but that's exactly it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's about it's about not it, the idea isn't to make everybody beautiful. The right. idea is to prioritize different traits like kindness mm. and empathy. Yeah, empathy, like, intelligence, yes. all, and, and and these are things, by the way, that people are attracted. To. Yes, right. If people totally. aren't strictly attracted to beauty. So it's about like sort of spreading the love that way and right. say that there is something beautiful in quotes about everybody. But certainly not every single person is going to be aesthetically beautiful that would defeat the purpose of beauty. Right. That's I mean, true. and it's very like TLC, like you can buy some hair if it won't grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, thank you. Yeah, for so, that. I mean, so do you Thanks. think this has come, do you think that the ascent has to do with sort of that idea, the fact that like technology has made things slightly cheaper and easier to obtain. I think one plastic surgery has gotten so much better in the past 20 years. Right. right. But it kind of also ties into that capitalism thing where it's like, hey, you can buy beauty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like if you don't have this naturally, like that doesn't mean it's out of reach for you. Right. And also I think that there is some like voyeuristic element, right? Where, like, it's really easy to judge these people on television. And you can be like, oh, that's so gross. Oh, that's this, that's that. While at the same time still watching it and also maybe even subconsciously comparing yourself, you know. Like Googling, like, breast lift. Like aspirational voyeurism in a way where, like, this is, it's not just a matter of, like, looking at beautiful people. It's understanding that you could be one of them, too. Right. Your ideals align with what theirs are in terms of beauty. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, I think it probably has something to do, when we talk about democratization, it's like the way that the internet gives common people a chance to be famous in a way. Right. I I think like in the 2000s, things changed where people who weren't celebrities or somehow like American royalty Mm -hmm. were able to get closer to being that because of technology and the information age. And, you know, I think this probably falls in line with that too. Yeah, I agree. The beginning, how like it started mostly with shows that were like based on like emergency situations. Like I do wonder if a part of that is just because ER was just the most successful show Mm. that it was just like, all right, why don't we just have a reality show about that? Right. But I did, there's one clip I want to talk about from the show Untold Stories of the ER, mm-hmm. and it was on TLC back when the TLC like could still technically call itself the Learning <laughs> Channel. Oh, I love TLC. <laughs> I mean, I've, I learned from Dr. Pimple Popper. I've learned a lot of <laughs> stuff. The I've, triangle of death. The difference between a cyst and lipoma. Yeah, I can now yeah. identify things on my body that I think may or may not. Like a, like a zit on my chin is definitely a cyst right. if it's there. It's not right. a lipoma. Right. Mm-hmm. I will know what it looks like if I pop it. Like, it's nice. It's been helpful. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you is gotta part get of my that vocabulary. sack out. You're right, exactly. You have you to get, get the, the sack, sack out. out. Yeah. I learn all sorts of foods that these things are compared to. Yeah. Oatmeal like being, yeah. like, the number one. Yeah, ricotta. Ricotta. Yeah. <sighs> it's been really hard. <laughs> also, for people who don't know, the triangle of death oh, yeah. is <laughs> the area kind of between your eyebrows and nose. Yes. And basically because it's so close to so many, like, blood vessels and, and that type of thing. Right, and it nerves. Gets, and... It can get infected fairly easily. It just goes straight to your brain. Yep. So and be careful you when fucking you with die. your... <laughs> be careful with that. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? 
I'm making just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. like the world has gotten actually more dystopian but it has kind of become more of a parody of dystopia right it's like a tv show about dystopia the world well did you see sorry to bother you yeah, yeah. there's like the t- reality tv show that's just like get punched in the face yeah, totally. yeah I love and like that. this yeah. is kind of it gets you know that doesn't even really feel like a parody right, right. now Especially as you like have people actually having their noses broken by doctors on <laughs> to, television. Like, get fixed. There was one show on MTV called "I Want a Famous Face," oh my God. and yeah. it just was that people was crazy. That show was fucked up. Today I go in for the surgery. From this day forward, we're gonna look a lot more like Elvis. Get my chin done, uh, uh, face peel, uh, Botox, or getting lip not implants, but some fat filling lips. Get those pouty lips going. I am nervous about my lip. I can't do my lip, man. Uh, I'm in trouble. And it never looked right either. Jennifer like, Lopez looks like Jennifer Lopez. Right. You're never going to look like Jennifer right. Lopez. Beyonce right. looks like Beyonce, like so on and so forth. Even they got that through their own like nips and tucks. Yeah. Right. So it's sort of... You're better know. off just contouring, I think. I agree, Rich. Yeah. Also because like the standard of beauty evolves. Right. Where it's, I don't know. I think about like what if we had all gotten our eyebrows lasered off in the early 2000s. I mean, it's right. like how... Plastic surgery, like, a lot of, like, Instagram models and shit look just like the Kardashians because, like, Kardashian face is now a thing, but it's, like, a weird mix-up of, like, random features that don't even, like, it's, there's a big distance between Kim's regular face, Kim's birth face and her now face. And then she should have stopped at her Chris Humphreys face. Right. I agree. The way that we interface with plastic surgery itself has changed, which is it used to sort of aspire to the standard of beauty, but now I think the very obvious plastic surgery is like a status symbol in itself. Yes. And that has become a standard of beauty. Right. Like cat lady. What's exactly. Her name? Jocelyn Williams. I love her. <laughs> yes, who I is love her obviously so the most beautiful person in the she world. Is, We're talking about me, beauty standards. She is. I love Jocelyn. <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. Incredible. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not like it's no longer taboo. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's actually like its own sort of status symbol. I yeah, think. like, oh, I got like, I got my cheekbones done. You can tell. Well, and plus there's now kind of this thing where it's like, it's like anything hand. is empowering. So it's like, yeah, girl, buy your fake tits. Yeah. Right. You go. Right. Get those double E's. Like, okay, but like, I don't. <laughs> In a way, I'm like, yeah, do it if you want to. I don't know. Do it if you sure. want to. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> do it if you want to. I don't, I don't have a problem uh, yeah, people do whatever. Wait, but Maddie, were you going to tell a story, one of the untold stories of the ER? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so untold stories of the ER was stories with real doctors that included reenactments. And so oftentimes, like, the doctors would be acting in the reenactments, and doctors aren't actors. And you could right. argue that a lot of reenactors aren't actors. Right. One of the clips I found while looking at the show was of a woman who – came in with a stiletto lodged in her cheek. What? Um, but 
it's they like clearly don't have the real footage. So they have this actress with a stiletto like lodged into like silicone that's clearly been wrapped around her face. She's like flirting with the doctor. She's really drunk and she's like, hey, doctor. (laughs) This was a first. If you want some of this, you're gonna have to pay. As I said earlier, it's important not to get distracted by the chaos. Hey, Doc, it's looking good. <laughs> and then the doctor is I also acting, and he's, he's just so stupid because he's like, oh, hey there, Cinderella. What a- <laughs> <laughs> so, who's the Cinderella? You have a slipper in your cheek. Oh, Crystal. Bitch stole one of my regulars. Then, of course, we get into I, I Didn't Know I Was off. Pregnant, also a TLC show. <laughs> oh, my lord. Um, I've never about, watched. Like, I can't. That's too depressing for babies me. Babies falling out of you at random right. times. And I just felt this burst. <laughs> like this sudden, like, gush. And then I felt something, like, go down my leg. It just felt slimy and gross and, like, goo. I thought that was my appendix of this burst until I kind of felt something move down next to my leg. I could hear, like, a little tiny noise. I just was in shock. And she looks at me. Her eyes are as big as saucers. I'll never forget the look on her face. I think I just had a baby. And she's got the stunned look on her face. There was no pushing. There was nothing. I just heard this tiny, itty-bitty, mousy cry. And she pulled back the towel. I looked down, and there was a baby in my sweatpants. Sometimes, like, I feel like I've met people who've had, like, really weird stories like this, where, like, you think there's no way, and then you talk to someone reasonable who's like, no, I didn't like, know I was pregnant. That's nuts. <laughs> well, it's, it's, to me, the strange thing is, if you're having a baby in the toilet, that mm-hmm. seems like a really easy childbirth. So if you want to have kids anyway, maybe like Just there's some sort of Jedi yourself. mind tricks. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you hear these horror stories I about know. 48 hours of childbirth and then I, you hear, I went and like, took a pee and, and then I also came had a baby. A baby that seems like the way to go if you want a baby at some I point. Agree. Yeah, because you, you do get to pick. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah, so, I love Sign me up for that, even though. <laughs> my favorite are the women me. who are like, I just thought I really had to poop. <laughs> it's like, you don't poop out of your vagina. <laughs> what I, you don't poop out of your, for those Maybe listening. Maybe they do. Yeah, I, <laughs> if you, you do, that's I haven't a, seen everybody. That's a special television that's program so right. if you do poop out of your vagina. Everybody is has beautiful. Yet to be covered. I'd love to see yeah. Every, <laughs> Your pooping vagina is beautiful. We yeah. have, we, my friends had a little cat in college who we nicknamed Poopy Pants that they had to put down because she did indeed poop out of her vagina. What? Yeah, she didn't have a butthole. Why? I don't. It was like a birth. She was like the runt. It was like a. Was defect. it a birth defect? Yeah, or something was fucked up. But like well, they, she was, was super cute, and they had to put her down. It was very sad. How old was she when she had to be put down? I don't like a how kid, many like years of under a year, okay. under a year. All no, right. they were. It was very. It became very evident that this was like not a tenable situation for the cat or for my like four friends who were seniors in college. <laughs> it was a mess. Anyway, Jesus. we don't need to keep the yeah, poopy pants that's, part that's, in. It was just the, very upsetting. More upsetting than anything I've it seen on Doctor Pimple Popper. It was truly. This image awful. in my head of a pooping cat vagina. It was really, you know what? And she would like go <laughs> to the really litter bad. box. I can't get she it out of my head now. She would try so hard. Like it was really. I feel like I'm not going to be able to unsee that I ever. know. Rich, I saw them on the way to putting her down. They were also, everyone was crying. The cat was like meowing. It was just, it was. was she pooping out of her vagina? She, I, they had like a diaper situation that was just like, again, not tenable for like four like 
21-year-olds trying to, like, make it to senior year in yeah, any case. special needs, and then there's a pooping vagina. Yeah, she had to go. <laughs> poopy, R.I.P. poopy pants. I still I still think of you. You're I don't a know. sweet cat. Levi's, like, <laughs> weeping. Uh, please remove this anecdote about the cat unless you think it's I don't know who you can. It's like the episode of Flavor of Love where the woman poops on the steps <laughs> totally. and how VH1 wanted them to edit it out. Yeah. And they're like, we can't because it's all anyone talks about. <laughs> right, that's true. That is true. I do like that lots of these shows, for the most part, aside from like the few blips on like network TV in the early 2000s, they've all been on TLC. And I love how TLC has just pivoted to like this weird sort of like bodily and emotional horrors. But then at the end of each episode, you somehow feel uplifted. Like that's what I like about Dr. Pimple Popper because everything about Dr. Pimple Popper before the end makes me want to throw up. But, like, it always ends on a hopeful note. Have we seen one that has not ended on an uplifting note? I mean, you know, the woman with neurofibromatosis. With the... Yeah, ugh. she had, she had like, bumps all over. All over you know, her not, body. And they weren't, they weren't pimples. These are, like, skin... They look like, yeah. skin, like big skin tags, kind yeah. of, but, like, and, rounder. And I mean, just, like, Every hundreds. surface of yeah. her body. I mean, she claimed to be very happy with the work that was done, which required them... To be literally snipped off with yeah. scissors, which was unbelievable. It was nuts. But I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad that she felt better. Me too. It didn't really make that much of a difference, I thought, because she just had so many. And how are you going to get them like off everywhere? Every surface. I mean, everywhere. Like, yeah, we didn't see under the clothes, but one can only assume. Have you ever seen the ones where she's able to like take the full cyst out without breaking it? It's no, amazing. No, it's less gross. I don't know. I'm still. I feel very. It's like sensitive. there's no there's no pop. She's like able to just completely like remove it. Does it come <laughs> like out a little, like a little egg? Ball. Like yeah. a little yeah, like a sort soft, of like a soft boiled egg, like Magneto or something, but with pus. Like like Magneto, but with pus. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. <laughs> uh-huh. It's great. This kind of actually brings me to another discussion point, which is like, what is like our ethical standards for watching mm. these things? Because TLC, as we're talking, I'm realizing like it has replaced freak shows, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yes. Where yes. it's just like very much like circus. I mean, that's that's totally what um, My Strange Addiction was. Oh, God. I was obsessed with that, that show. Was- Good, unfortunately. I, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Quite good. That's um, just like about people who just like eat mattress foam or whatever. Yeah, or yeah like or cat like, treats. Yeah, or um, drywall. Yeah, so, yeah. Any bleach, gasoline. paper towels, not bleach. Gasoline. There was a woman who stung oh, yeah. herself with bees all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she was incredible. Was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Yes, yes. It was. It was to make herself beautiful. Early yeah. GP. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody has their way. That is um, an actual, that's a goop thing. I know, yeah. <laughs> bee sting therapy for something. I don't know why. No, it was like, It was like a fraction of an orgasm for her. She loved it. Good for her. I sting myself on my hip, my elbow, on a finger, my ankle, my forehead, on the tip of my nose. The most I've ever given myself was between 15 and 20 in my left hip. I really love stinging myself with bees. Botch definitely is a show that's like made it come full circle in a way. I think, yeah, totally. It started off these plastic surgery shows of like, Get these honking cans or whatever. <laughs> and then now this is sort of like, the I don't want oh, these yeah. cans. Like, you, or like, yeah, they got fucked up. Yeah, yeah like, oh right. my God, your ass injections look fu- like are not great. Let's yeah. remove those. That cement in your face yeah. is just pile it up. It's, and now it's. Now I need to remove it. Yeah. I mean, like, what was the one? I've only seen a couple of episodes of Botch, but I did watch the clip where Detox from Drag Race goes to get her. Um, 
ab implants taken out. The one thing that I regret the most doing is my six pack. They're not perfectly parallel. They look very uneven. Getting recognized everywhere. There's definitely a little bit of fame. I don't like to say that I'm famous. I am definitely gamous. What's the world gonna think? Because they're very critical. They all have a very strong opinion. And I was like, well, I don't wanna have to like sit and read nasty comments all the time about how gross my abs are. They always have to feel like I'm covered up. I always have to have some kind of like a corset or a girdle to kind of smooth everything out because I don't want people to see those weird lumps. One question to give this episode just the slightest bit of cohesion. Yeah, I love that. What's up? Do what you, you feel like these shows have made you more comfortable with medical procedures or more grossed out by them? I think I'm more comfortable with them. I have a very weak stomach for like gore, like anything like body like that. So I feel a little better. Just like watching Dr. Pimple Popper has made me feel slightly less like grossed out by like I could watch one of her YouTube videos now without yeah. wanting to barf as much as I normally she's like do. So calm. She's so pleasant. Yeah, she's yeah. really calm. She really she's is. really nice. She seems like a good person. She does. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot about dermatology where I'm like, oh, people get blackheads more on the left side of their face because they're driving. Mm-hmm. And that's like sun exposure. Oh. Or if you like are usually in the passenger seat, you'll get it on the right. Wow. I also feel like it's made me slightly more comfortable with it. I used to like I used to like watch the show The Nick to like c- calm down because yeah. it oh. felt really like it's so orderly. Right. That's but about the doctor. It's like about like yeah. the advent of surgery. Oh wow. Okay, I'm not gonna watch that. Um, it's a very darkly lit show. Hmm. Right. Like everything like you're like <gasps> squinting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I would like watch that show because one, it was all fake, so it was just like right. very convincing. But yeah. it was just like, but oh. you know it's fake, right? Yeah, and I really liked. Like I found that very relaxing. That's nice. And I would like to say that normal surgery relaxes me, but it does not. No, 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 no. It doesn't no, no. relax me. I feel very tense throughout the entire, every time I'm watching. But then when it's over, you feel this glow where it's like, oh, I made it through. It's like a workout, really. Yeah, It's true. like a really hard workout that's always hard to do, never yes, gets easier. Yes, And then at the end, you just feel so good because you made it through. Yeah, you're just like, wow, I'm really... Just shining. Yeah, exactly. Glowing. Yeah. From the surgery I did not have to participate in in (laughs) any way. I feel very happy after our morning, our Thursday morning pimple popper episodes are over. But inspired, which is how I want to feel every day. Queasy, but inspired. Yep. Well, cool, guys. Yeah. I feel like we do not come down on any side, but I think that's just life. The That's nature right, approaching exactly. the world as the nature of the beast. Yeah. My side is pro pimple popper though. Same. I think we're all pro pimple yeah, popper yeah. here. Rich, this has been as always a pleasure. Yeah, thank pleasure you for coming for on all the time. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast and thank you to Rich Jeswiak. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Madana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 